From the Los Angeles Times, this is Coronavirus in California, stories from the front line. I'm Gustavo Arellano. It's Tuesday, Cinco de Mayo. Today, you might know Rob Corddry from his stint on The Daily Show or from Hot Tub Time Machine or the HBO comedy Ballers, among many of his cult hits. Funny guy. Now he's using his connections and talents to help doctors and the public do something fairly difficult right now. Laugh. Corddry hosts a WebMD special called Funny Asian Mask, where comedians interview doctors about COVID-19. The series raises funds to get frontline workers personal protective equipment, but also educates the public about COVID. Check it out online. It's totally worth your while. Blue Shield of California would like to take this moment to thank the mothers, fathers, sisters, brothers, daughters, sons, friends, and heroes on the front line. This fight is tough, but so are you. And we're grateful for your courage and your dedication to keeping us all safe and healthy. Thank you. So, Rob, how did the whole special come about? A friend of mine, uh, our kids go to the same school, Dr. Rachel Pearl at Cedar sinai was put in charge of her, her hospital's mental well-being. She's an ER doctor and immediately then contracted coronavirus herself and was on 21-day quarantine. Um, So she was still working around the clock from home, trying to, you know, somehow lift the sagging spirits of her staff who were dropping like flies and were under-resourced and overworked and were really kind of fraying. You know, I thought that maybe maybe I could just grab some of my funny friends and and we could make some videos and I and, and I just throw them in a Dropbox folder specifically for the staff at Cedars. That has since grown to over a hundred videos going out to about as many hospitals worldwide. Yeah, it's like a private session for these doctors. But then at some point you realize, okay, if I could get all my funny friends who happen to be pretty famous funny friends, maybe we get together and we raise funds for Project Cure. Yeah, no, that wasn't, it was just this sort of um, wonderful set of circumstances. Uh, Another doctor friend of mine, yeah, that's right. I know two doctors, no big deal, (laughs) not bragging. But uh, she said, look at this website, Medscape, and get in touch with this woman, Liz Naporent, who is, she's a writer and she runs social media there for Medscape, which is a huge uh, medical resource. They also have uh, Run WebMD, which is the website I go to when I, when I think a spider bite might be shingles. She said, why don't we figure out a way to do some good here with these Um Rather than just lift spirits, why don't we actually try and and make a practical difference at the same time? And and we came up with this idea for the for this benefit where comedians would interview doctors on the front lines and and we'd raise some money for Project Cure. Their whole thing, they've been around forever. Their whole thing is just getting medical resources to healthcare workers and, and staffs and hospitals and, and industries in need. And now they've channeled all of their resources into PPE specifically. And so that's it. I mean, I, I read an article a couple of days ago about how Project Cure is delivering pallets and pallets and pallets of masks to hospitals today. And it's great. It's, it's great. It's great to see that it's actually it actually works, you know. 
No, and you had great comedians. You had Nicole Byer with Sashir Zamata. You had, of course, Ken Jong, who's actually a doctor. Eric Andre, who's just classic. And he, Eric had this really funny yet poignant line, very typical Eric Andre humor. He said something to the effect that it's preposterous that comedians have to do Zoom interviews with doctors <laughs> to raise <laughs> money to get them PPE. That's what I know. That was one of my favorite lines, too, that this is what we've come to, that you have to be interviewed by bozos, basically. Yeah, and then Esther, you know, the doctor he was chewed up with, Esther Chu, Dr. Esther Chu, she's wonderful. She was as funny as he was, if not funnier. He was like, do I have to wipe down my shoes, you know, every time I come in? And she's like, you know, when you get home, take your shoes off. Don't lick your shoes. <laughs> that was really, really absurdly funny. And and a lot of these doctors were great, especially uh, Dr. Ken's Doctor Doctor Rishi was uh, he was a lot of fun too. They, also, there's just so much information. Man, I learned so much from those interviews. It was incredible. Yeah, no, that's a great thing for people to see it. Like you learn a lot of material, you laugh, and yet no one ever uh, downplays the severity of the moment. Oh no! If anything, they they sort of shine a spotlight on it in a context that we we haven't gotten really. It's not been filtered by anything. It's just their their experience on the front lines. And whether they say so or not, you can just see that they are special kinds of people, the people that become doctors and people that are especially working so hard on this, that they're a special kind of person that that feels, you know, inherently duty bound for our safety, just to to our health. They are, they feel a duty. And it's wild that they're out there. And I can't believe we never appreciated them before. I certainly didn't. This LA Times podcast is presented by Blue Shield of California. The fight is tough, but so are you. Thank you, Frontline. This advertiser has no influence over editorial decisions or content. So, Rob, uh, how is coronavirus affecting the comedy world right now? I don't know, to tell you the truth. I'm sort of (laughs) hunkered down in my own world like everybody else. What I'm seeing is a lot of people finding different ways to channel their creative energy, whether that be in these sort of Zoom shows that people are doing. You know, Instagram is has sort of caught fire again, I, I think. It, there's a lot of creativity out there. Something happens, I guess, when when you're confined to a space and and you still have the urge to be creative. Um, I, I loved, for instance, Saturday Night Live's broadcast from home. It was really interesting to watch them do that. I'm glad they did. Yeah, it, it's almost like we're all in the writer's room right now. Late at night, you're like looking for joke after joke after joke, and you're just at the bottom of your brain. You can't think of anything else to do. Yet That's when the brilliance comes out. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of exhausting yourself to the point of helplessness is always a way to to channel your creative energy. <laughs> then there's also, you know what I like to do is I uh, 
and this is, I've been doing a lot of this lately, I will get up and I'll just dust something. It's so reductive, but I feel like I've dusted off part of my brain and it always works. The interesting thing about you doing a Funny You Should Mask is that you've actually starred and created two shows about medicine. One, of course, Children's Hospital, which was an adult TV forever, cult classic. And then the sequel of Swords, Medical Police, which, by the way, just happens to involve a virus. Yeah. I can't stress enough how tiny the corner of this internet is, but there's this tiny corner of the internet who has crafted this conspiracy theory that, that we knew it was going to happen. And we released the show on Netflix uh, for promotional reasons. And they even went so far as to freeze frame parts and make out like COVID on, uh, on graffiti when we were shooting in Croatia. <laughs> That's, a, I guess, another way to channel your creative <laughs> juices. Yeah, so without revealing too much about the show, is the show prophecy? And what can the show teach us about uh, this moment that we live in right now? Nah, yes, absolutely nothing. This uh, Children's <laughs> Hospital and Medical Police, one of my directives when doing those both of those shows is that this will have no redeeming social value whatsoever. That was probably just coming off The Daily Show and being a little exhausted. <laughs> you know, Children's Hospital was the next thing I did. So I was like, let's just be completely irrelevant. Yeah, at the same time, though, laughing. I mean, and I think, again, going back to Funny You Should Mask, people want to laugh. Even in the worst of times, people want to laugh. And if they could see something that kind of hits close to home, sometimes that's when you get the bigger laughs as well. Yeah, of course. I mean, that's just, that's the formula, right? I mean, it's uh, it's it's scientifically proven that, that laughter uh, heals, you know? And so it is Therefore, natural, I think, that we would be looking for places to laugh, you know, and, and say, like, at a funeral, how you, you just might feel like you're afraid you're going to burst into spontaneous, la spontaneous laughter and the least funny moment ever. And for no reason other than you just need to laugh. And then finally, you're going out of your way to bring some levity to doctors. Give a challenge out to your fellow celebrities out there in terms of making the lives of doctors and first responders better. Well, it's not actually, I wouldn't call it a challenge so much as here it is. This is a great way to channel some of that creative energy. Um, we've all been making videos and sending them out to hospitals with the hashtag funny you should mask. And please, I think everybody, not just celebrities, everyone can make some videos just to say thank you or whatever you're feeling. And if you can make somebody smile with it, if you if you think maybe uh, you can bring some levity to it as well, that's that's the idea. So please, I want everybody to make these videos. We should get funny you should mask trending. You could find out more about Funny You Should Mask by going to Funny You Should Mask, write it all out, funnyyoushouldmask.org. That's it for today's episode of Coronavirus in California, Stories from the Front Lines. Thanks for listening. Do you have a story you want to share with us? Call our hotline at 213-986-5652 and leave us a message. That's 213-986-5652 or email me. I read them. Seriously. Gustavo.ariano at latimes.com. This podcast was hosted by me, Gustavo Ariano. Our producers are Paige Heimson and Stan Lee. Our senior producer is Rena Palta, and our executive producer is Abby Fentress Swanson. Our engineer is Mike Heflin, and our original music was composed by Andrew Eaton. 
If you like our podcast, subscribe and leave us a five-star review on Apple. Special gracias to Julia Turner, Shelby Grad, Hector Becerra, and Clint Schott. For the latest coronavirus stories by my LA Times colleagues, including an up-to-the-minute tracker of cases across California, don't forget to visit our website. Right now, access to facts has never been more important, and the LA Times is in the business of reporting them. Stay connected and subscribe, because your subscription supports the production of podcasts like this one and our award-winning journalism. Visit latimes.com slash support LA Times to subscribe. Stay safe and see you tomorrow.